How do I set the time on my small clock? To set the time on your small clock, press the mode button for two seconds, and then the minutes time will flash. Press mode to switch between the hour time and the minutes time, and press the ADJ button to adjust the correct time. <laughs> Fantastic, eh? Uh, this time on the Triple T Productivity Podcast, I'm chatting once again to Federico, the product lead at Evernote. And this time, we're talking about the all-new AI-powered search, where you ask Evernote a question and it gives you the answer. We also talk about the big performance, reliability and stability project that's on the go, and if there's anything cool to look forward to in the next few months. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the pod to get more. Let's get to it. Hi, Federico. Hello, John. Th- thanks for doing this uh, again. Nice talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Last time we spoke was May time, and it was just kind of like, what, what, what was it? It was, it was the real-time editing and the new sync. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we, we had just released that. Yeah, and it was it was quite exciting actually, wasn't it? Um, so what I thought we'd do is we'll, we'll we'll have a quick kind of like report on how that how that's going, how it went, how it's going, and, and things. Because um, I know you mentioned a little bit about the stability and reliability work which you were doing um, back there, and I'd like to have a little quick chat about that, and then we'll get on to the big news, the AI powered search, which is really cool, by the way. All right, glad it's great. So. So the RTE, the, the real-time editing and the new sync was were kind of like got, got introduced around May time. Mm-hmm. And there were a few bugs, a few hiccups and things. Um, how is it now in general? How are you finding it? it's working for folk? Yeah. Um, so when we last talked in May, uh, we had just released RTE for, for everybody. Uh, and, and we did observe some, some issues. Uh, for instance, the, one of the first ones that we identified is that m- many people were complaining about um, slow note mm. loading time, yeah. uh, which sometimes is okay when you need, we'll still need to convert the note from the older uh, format to the new RTE format. But we, we were observing much more complaining than, than what we expected. And also like we, we verified that in some cases, these were notes that were either just created uh, a few days before that or uh, already converted for sure. So yeah. um, th- there was clearly something um, odd going on there. And so um, we, we tried to analyze the situation. Uh, we observed that it was mostly a backend issue and, and, we, um, and we released a fix, um, I think in late May or, or early June, I think. Mm. Um, and, and since then, we, we haven't received many complaints about um, not loading time. Um, so that's that's pretty. Uh, we consider it solved. Was it so. was it was it certain kinds of notes? Because I never really had that issue. I don't know whether my notes are quite simple and short or something. But d- did it affect different types of notes? Well, we we did have some issues with, especially with notes that have a long history of uh, of changes. Right. For instance, some people are using notes, uh, some specific notes as a diary. So they every day they append something at the bottom or at the top. Um, and, and they edit the, this note every day. So that's uh, kind of one type of note that, that we observed having more issues than, than usually. But again, this is now solved and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't heard about uh, people complaining in a, in a no, few no. months. No, not had any issues myself with that at all, to be fair. It's going, um, have the, what, what's been happening around kind of stability, reliability, that type of thing? Because you mentioned you, you want to do a, 
a big splurge on this, a big, you know, a big focus on, yes, on, on yes. this. Uh, what's been happening kind of over the summer with this? Yeah, um, so I released a blog post that details um, this topic um, mm. pretty well. So I, I, I will not try to give the complete answer so folks who are interested in that can, can go read that. Um, but basically the, the things we did were uh, we worked on the backend of RT. Uh, we made it more stable. We made sure that nodes loaded in a faster way. Uh, we also made sure that um, the, the, let's say, reliability of the connection was also improved. Yeah. Uh, then we worked on the client side of things. So we worked on, especially on desktop, but also on, on the mobile app. Um, we rewrote navigation, mm -hmm. um, which is uh, like an under the hood thing that uh, basically uh, handles how the different views of the app um, relate to each other. Um, this is not a particularly um, user facing uh, piece of the app, but, but it's still important. Uh, and, and it was, uh, and it needed a, a revamp. So, so, so when you when you say navigation, you're not you're not talking about how we how we what we click on to get to various different bits of the app. That's not what it is. Well, in a sense, it is meaning that it's it's a system that handles how the different views and uh, and items uh, are mm. loaded. Are uh, when you move from like for instance the note view to the home page, let's say. Yeah. Um, that's navigation to some extent. And one way you can you can notice that it is when you use the Evernote web app um, yeah. uh, on a browser, you will see that um, now the, the URL is different than it was before, um, especially when you're inside a note or inside a notebook. Um, so the difference for the user is just that, but, but actually the whole thing has been rewritten. Uh, and together with that, we also released another update to, to the desktop app that made it, made it uh, significantly faster. So, I've been receiving many um, emails of feedback and, and also the reports um, telling us that, that people are noticing that uh, the desktop app is much faster. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's, it's only really been nine or ten months since Bending Spoons actually took over, hasn't it? It's not been that long in yes. the whole scheme of things. January the 2nd was the date. Yeah. The official date, yeah. And, and I, I, mean, I mean, the apps particularly the mobile apps, are like a, a world from what they were back in January, to be honest. They, they are much better. That's very good to hear. Also because we, have, uh, we haven't like, exhausted our, our tricks, like the things that we want to do. So uh, mm. if you're happy with them now, I think you're, you're going to be even happier in, in a few months. So that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, is the stability, reliability, the performance work, is that still ongoing now? Or, or do you see it as kind of like completed? Or No, it, it is still ongoing. Uh, and the same amount of people are working on that as they were in like a couple months ago. Um, now, most of the most of the people are focused on either bug fixing, especially on the clients. Mm -hmm. uh, because now that we, we did this like bigger changes, we want to um, make sure that all the little things are covered. Um, on the backend side, um, the team is still migrating the, the smallest, so that this like huge backend uh, architecture, and we will try to um, break it down into little smaller pieces that are easier to handle, and we will rewrite them with um, new, more modern technologies. Yeah, that must be an enormous job, to be fair, because I mean it must be massive, really. It is. It is, yeah. and uh, people sh shouldn't. Um, see any difference uh, compared to the past but but for us it's going to be much much easier to work on it so 
I think it's one of those investments that you don't really recognize the value yeah. of the investment in a month or two, but like in two years or four years, I think we are going to have a much easier, easier job. Yeah, and presumably, is is this kind of like uh, laying some sort of foundation to making it easier to add new features and new functionality in the future, do you think? In a sense, yes. Um, not necessarily new features. Like mm. this is something that we want to do. Like we, we want to work on expanding the the app and and adding new useful stuff. But uh, in general, just to to work on it, it's going to be easier. If it breaks, it's going to be easier to understand what's broken. Um, if uh, we want to uh, redo a little piece of the app, it's going to be easier to do that. Um, it, it just simplifies work a lot, and, yeah. and it's also easier to maintain every day. So yeah. Right, so the big news is the AI-powered search, which is... Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've been playing with it the last couple of weeks. It's really good. Do you like it? I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. I, I've, I'm go, I've, I've got a note that I've, I'm going to scan my, my boiler instructions, the manual for my heating boiler. Okay. Because, like, every year you come and fiddle around with it and that, ready for the winter and stuff. And and I can never work out what I'm meant to do because like there's <laughs> there's too many buttons on it, and and I want to and I want to ask you questions. I want to so let's talk about this AI search right because I don't think I, it goes beyond search, doesn't it? It's it's more than just search. It's more than just search. Like uh, to me, what it does is it it just tells you what you need to know. You know, like yeah, search for me is a bit of a of an older approach to finding the information you need. In some cases, you still want to do search, like, and I still use like the standard search every day because that's perfectly fine when you need to go back to a note that you need to work on, or uh, sometimes you just want to see the whole note uh, in front yeah. of you, and yeah. that that's still the case today. Um, at the same time, a lot of times when you need to, to when you used to search for something, you didn't actually want to go and see the whole note. You just wanted to know that bit of information. Sure. As you said, with, with the boiler example. Uh, so maybe you have like a, a, a few tens uh, of pages for, for the manual and you don't need to open the whole manual, you know? You yeah. just need to know how do I change the temperature or how do I turn it on? Yeah. Um, how do I change the setting, etc. Yeah. And so in that case, you don't need to scan it, to scan yourself the whole manual. You just want to somebody smart enough to extract the information and just give you five lines of text that tell you, okay, you need to push this button and then push the other button, then turn the lever and it's done. Uh, and so for, for those things, I think AI's powered search is perfect. So it's giving direct answers to questions, right? Exactly. Not only, it also does another thing, but, but the, the idea that we started from is direct yeah. answers. So yeah. You ask a question, it, 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 uh, on its own, it scans a note or a couple of notes, and it just identifies the few lines that you need, and it, and it tries to uh, summarize them for you. Yeah, so, so, so like in an old school search, you would, type in, you would you'd type in your query, it would give you a list of results, and then you would have to look through those results to find the answer, right? And you would hope, exactly. you would hope that it's the answer's in the first or second <laughs> note, yeah? That exactly, it's, it's yes. Right. But this is, you type in a question, and then it actually, just underneath the search box, it prints the answer to the question. So you don't have to look at the notes. You, yeah, in most cases, ho hopefully, if, if we did it well, you don't even need to open the mm. note. 
Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. Been, I've been testing it. I've got a little tiny clock in my living room, which I call my small clock, and I've got mm-hmm. a PDF of the manual, and I typed in, in, in the other day, how do I... How do I set the time on my small clock? And it just gave me like three or four lines of exactly what buttons to press and how to do it. It's brilliant. I, I love how you were able to like identify two perfect examples for, for AI search. Uh, I also love how, how you have manuals for everything in, in your home. <laughs> I, I, I always throw them in the trash. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, yeah, I mean, my manuals are usually at the bottom of a drawer. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't look at them very often. But I mean, it is, it's things like changing the central heating boiler, you know, the boiler time timer clock twice a year. And like, you know, you, you just have to keep looking through the manual. We can just, yeah, we can just have the answer straight away. Um, uh, so obviously there's some sort of um, what we call AI powering this. Yes. Um, if if we talk about the privacy side side of this, how is it actually working? It d- does is the kind of like I suppose the first question is: Is there like a can, a direct? Connect? Are you sending all our notes to some sort of AI to to learn about what who we are and what we do? There's the first question. No, um, the way it works is uh, we actually designed this behavior uh, by understanding what people wanted. So mm. we we sat we sat down with people and we asked them: uh, We have this idea in mind. Um, how do you want us to build it in a sense? Like, of course, this was not the question, but like we tried yeah. to understand what people were comfortable with. Um, and what we understood is that people were pretty comfortable with, with the concept of um, using AI. They were also excited, to be honest. Like, yeah, they yeah. were like, this is cool, I, I love it. Just they didn't want any like AI model to be trained on their whole yeah. content. There are people who have like 100,000 notes. Of course, they didn't want uh, a machine learning model to read them all for no reason. Um, and so we understood that there was a way to have kind of a middle ground that was the best of both worlds. Um, so how it works is when you type a query, like a question, how mm-hmm. do I turn on the, the boiler? Um, the standard search, so the exact same uh, search that you would use uh, locally on, on your on your um, on your app, uh, it it gives you a list, a ranked list of the most useful notes for that question. Yeah, um, and that happens before even asking anything to any AI model. Right. Um, at that point, uh, it identifies a few of the most useful notes. So maybe in your case, you only have one note with the, with the manual inside it, so maybe it, it's only one. Uh, in some other cases, maybe you talk about a topic a few times in, in some notes. So maybe there are two, three, four notes. But we, for now, we um, wrote, uh, we hard-coded a limit that, that's, uh, that says that uh, up to eight notes can be right. sent to the AI model okay. for to provide an answer. So that's like the upper limit. Uh, it might change in the future in case we want to improve it or, or stuff like that, but I don't expect it to go to like a thousand for, for sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So what happens then is that chunks of text from these four, three, two, one, eight at most notes get sent to this AI model together with your question. And then the, the model uh, reads through these chunks that were identified previously as the most useful ones. Um, and then the question is asked to, to the model and then the answer it gives is um, written in the, in the box that you just mentioned. And, and as, you sa- as you saw, we have both a small, a short answer and a long answer because in some cases maybe people want to know a bit more nuance about what they asked. Yeah. So. So when we type a question in, there's almost like a little pre-search being done by Evernote themselves. 
Uh, and then that gets kind of like the most relevant notes. Then that goes to the AI and the answer comes back. Is that, is that that's how I'm reading it? Exactly. Yes, yes, that's correct. Fantastic. So that cuts down a bit of the, you know, that, that makes the privacy thing a little bit easier to, to get hold of. What, what about what about kind of like learning? To, you've, you've mentioned that the AI model itself doesn't learn. Is it learning anything about us, ourselves, our own searches? No, it does not, for now. Um, there are some people who asked me this, um, mm. who, who would like the model to know uh, some information about them, like uh, to know your name, mm. your age, uh, maybe some, some recurring thing that, that you often refer to. Um, but for now, we felt it was the, the most privacy-friendly privacy approach was to just um, consider each question as a, as a new question with no context, with no history. Uh, basically, each question is similar to the first question. It doesn't matter yeah. from your history. Yeah. So, so each time you use, each time you ask a question, it's it's not referring back to any other questions. It's like a completely brand new thing happening, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. That, that's, a, that's a good way. Because, uh, I think a lot of folks were, were maybe a little bit concerned that there'd be like some sort of funnel. So every time you like typed a, created a note or edited a note or something, it would automatically be sent to some giant AI, but that isn't happening. No, 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 that, that's not what's happening at all. Right, fantastic. Um, so you mentioned earlier about the different searches. From what I can gather from what, what, what's been written is, is there's two different types of search. There's like a filter search and, a, and an answer search. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, so we started with the direct question, which is, which is the one that we refer to for our examples now. Um, but uh, as soon as we sat down to talk to customers and people who, who were about to use it, um, we asked them, what would you search for? Like, what would you ask? And in many cases, we noticed that people were trying to ask this uh, AI-powered search, this like hypothetical AI-powered search, questions that were not only of the kind that we just talked about, so like mm. these direct questions. I have this information written there um, in, a, in a long note, please, please extract it and give it to me in a short text. But they were also asking questions like, uh, please show me all my notes from January 2023, or yeah. uh, show me all my notes with uncompleted tasks. Yeah. Uh, or also if, even uh, more complex stuff, like with uh, multiple fil filters at once. Yeah. Um, and we try to, to understand which one of these two types of questions were predominant, uh, but actually we found that they were pretty equal in, in representation. And so we said, okay, let's just build two, two features inside the same AI-powered search feature. And so. What happens is in the first moment you write a question, actually, that I didn't mention before, is that the system tries to understand if your question was a direct question or mm. it was a filter question. Right. Uh, if it's a direct question, what I said uh, earlier is, is what, what yeah. happened next. Yeah. In the case of a filter, actually, no content, no content is sent to any AI model. Um, just your query is, is sent to an AI model and it gets translated in a, into a set of filters that you can use in Evernote. So for instance, um, if I write, uh, please show me all my notes that contain PDFs that were created um, after January 2023. Yeah. Is, you can also do this with your mouse, you know, like yeah. even yeah. before using AI search, you could just go there and click on filters, etc. But even even I, who, who, and I know that I can do it with my mouse, 
I'm still I'm finding myself writing these questions in the search box because it's much faster to concatenate sure. filters. Uh, for instance, like date selection is much, it's, it's much easier to just write it. And so basically, to go back to the to how it works is uh, the query is sent to the AI model. The AI model converts it into a string that is you can search for in the standard search as you could before, and and it just shows you the the filtered results basically filtered notes. So, so this uses Evernote's already built-in advanced search, but instead of having to type a load of full colons and brackets and ors and ands and things like that, it's kind of yes. like doing it for you. Exactly, yes. It, it's a very easy way to start doing Boolean search, which mm. is a very powerful way to search, but people generally didn't use it because it's a bit complicated to understand. And honestly, I, I also only rarely used it because it's it's kind of a mess to write and it's a bit of advanced. Uh, unless you, you take your time and you like save a search and then when yeah. you have your, your safe search, maybe it's a bit more useful. But in general, it's not something you do every day, multiple times a day because you're quickly searching for something. Yeah. Whereas now, the, 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 the it's much, much easier to do it. And, and so, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you, you, you're right. I mean, I don't see a huge amount of people using those advanced search queries because they are a little bit hard work. You do have to like go to the Evernote website and have a look at the manual and kind of like figure out what you're meant to be typing. And, and, and I don't see a lot of people doing that. Do you think this will open up that feature a lot more for people? I think that this is already what's happening. And also uh, a lot of people are using uh, like Boolean search or advanced search without even noticing now with AI search. Uh, yeah. Because they, they don't need to know that, that they are using Boolean search. They just yeah. write a, a question in English um, and, and the notes get, get filtered. Or in English or any other language actually. What sort of use cases are you are you seeing? Have you have you have you got anybody who's kind of like using this a fair bit? And yes, um, so we're seeing a lot of uh, people who use it for work. Mm. Um, like one one of the most common use case um, use cases of Evernote is taking meeting notes. Um, yeah, and if if you're that person who takes meeting notes, um, you generally are inside a lot of meet meetings um, and you tend to, at least I tend to forget what, what gets said in each meeting. I don't know if it's yes. <laughs> yeah. Thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. for everybody else. They all roll into one eventually, don't they? Yeah, and, and it's very nice to just ask Evernote, uh, what did we decide in that meeting? Or uh, yeah. what's the list of things that, that we discussed in, uh, in the like, AI-powered search uh, sync meeting? Um, for instance, so that, that's one example. But even even people who don't use it for work are, are using AI-powered search. Um, for instance, like one one of the classical examples is um, show me my workout plan for today, and then sure. you have a note with with a, your monthly workout, and, you, and it just selects the, the workout for today. Yeah, I think I'd, I use one. When do I need to take my bins out? And it just told me when I need to do that. I mean, yes. it's, it's so simple. Yes. It's such a simple little or, thing. Or but... when is the next train to uh, yeah. destination? And, yeah. and if you have the timetable for the train in your email account. Yeah. Uh, another thing which I found myself using is, is in kind of like, I have a lot of design, but for my work, I have a lot of design style guides for different clients. And yes. it, it kind of lays out what the font is, what the font size is, what the color is, heading sizes, all these sorts of things. And what I found myself doing is kind of like saying, what's the body font for client name? And it, it just returns the answer. And That's a great yeah. example. Yeah. Another one is people who have very long PDFs, because, because you can also mm. use AI search uh, in, in 
basically all the content that you could already search on is searchable through AI-powered search. Um, so, for instance, some PDFs or images that, that with text that gets recognized through OCR. But if you have very long PDFs, um, maybe you, don't, you didn't even write them yourself. Maybe they are the regulation for some kind of thing. Or, uh, for instance, we have an internal policy about um, wellness reimbursements. And so I just I, I can just ask it, how can I submit a wellness reimbursement request? Um, and it, it scans the whole document and it just gives me the five lines that I need to read. Yeah, I was thinking about PhD students as well, storing all that information, all that, that research. Yes. You could just find answers to things so quickly. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love the feature because it's pretty um, agnostic of what you yeah. need to do. You know, like it, yeah. it, it works well in a variety of, of different ways. Yeah. And I think it helps a lot of different people. Does it look at things like calendar entries and tasks in, in Evernote, the actual tasks that we create? Um, it, it does as long as they are part of a node. So right. tasks are, are always part of a, of a node, yes. but calendar events uh, are not necessarily part of a node uh, because maybe you didn't create a, a node um, for, for that meeting specifically. So it depends in, the, in that case. Right, so you've got to kind of like add the calendar event to a note before the AI will actually find yes, it. It's looking exactly. at, the, it's looking at, the, at yes. the note and everything like that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it's very exciting. It works. For it, me. Is. it is. It is really clever. I mean, I've been been playing with it and trying to fox. I foxed it a few times. It has a little bit of trouble with tenses, like it says. It's a, I, it kind of like said. Um, you know, one of the questions I asked was was um, you know when did I record a podcast with such and such a person? And they said um, it, it kind of like said uh, it was rec uh, this this is due to be recorded or something like that on May the twenty third <laughs> or something. So it was it was kind of like got the tenses wrong, but that's been really really. Picky, it, I suppose. it is not great at, at, at understanding time. Um, yeah, I I, I, can, I kind of think about AI search and in general about um, ChatGPT uh, and these language models as the as the world's most intelligent child in a sense because they, <laughs> they, they don't understand very easy things but at the same yeah. time they have uh, enormous knowledge about some other things and so yeah. um, it, it's pretty fun to, to look at them growing up in a sense. Uh, and I'm pretty confident that AI search with time is just going to get better um, yeah. as we use more advanced models and as we fine-tune it. Are you planning, uh, or, or Evernote, planning to kind of like build on this now? Uh, is, is this going to be like a main feature that gets improved o over time? We don't have any specific plan right now because we are still in the very early days of the mm -hmm. feature being released. We don't have like specific plans. We, don't to do, we want to do that or that other addition. Um, but... It, Based on how much people use it and, and how good the suggestions that we receive are, uh, we will for sure consider it. Yeah, yeah. Um, finally, I suppose, is there anything? Is there anything to look forward to? I asked you this question before, so like, it's, it's always trying to new features. What's coming? <laughs> What's, you know, everybody wants a new feature, don't they? They want something they new do. and shiny. Um, is there anything new to look forward to over the next few months? Do you think? So, um, multiple answers um, on new features. We still, um, we're still understanding what we want to do. At right. the same time, I can give you a sneak peek about the fact that um, I really um, don't like the, the UI of Evernote. Like, <laughs> it looks old, especially on desktop. And yeah. so we, we are exploring the possibility of um, modernizing a little, a little bit the UI. At the same time, we are not uh, thinking about changing the UX so people 
don't uh, don't need to expect that we will move around buttons and that we will destroy their flows that we that they can spend. Don't time move the buttons. You know everybody's <laughs> going to go mad if you move no, a button like know, one one pixel to the left. They'll. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We, we will not. I, I promise. Uh, yeah. Unless we have very good reasons for, but in that case, we will do extensive research to make sure that uh, most people are satisfied. But in, in, in any case, like this is one of the things that we are. Uh, considering, but this is a bit more like uh, longer term, maybe towards the end of the year or, or beginning of next year. Um, something that, that is much shorter term and that is actually going in production right now as we speak is that yesterday um, we um, released 10.62 mm. um, and 10.62 on desktop is a very nice update because it both has some like bug fixes, stability issues and, and reliability issues. Um, fixes, but at the same time, it also on web especially it contains a new technology for um, the the database of the nodes that get done synced when you first log in into your right. product. Um, and so I and that speeds up the loading, the initial loading by a huge margin. Um, I did a test a couple of weeks ago uh, with an account that contains seventeen thousand nodes, a bit more right. than seventeen thousand nodes. Uh, and with the old downsync system, uh, it required four minutes and forty-five seconds to right. get a very good connection to yeah. to downsync everything, which is not even a lot. Like in, in, we have customers yeah. that ha who have like a hundred thousand nodes, and in that case, it's even longer. Yeah. Um, with the new system that is going uh, out right now, um, the the same account loaded in seventeen seconds. So that's like a 16, right. 17 times. Uh, improvement. It, it's not like it's not released to everybody using the web app yet. We are um, rolling it out even more slowly than the 10.62 version. But if we see no issues, we are going to release it to everybody uh, on the web. Yeah, that's a huge improvement, isn't it? I mean, that's enormous improvement. Especially for people who use Evernote a lot on uh, somebody else's computer for some reason, or uh, maybe on a school computer, or uh, maybe just for yeah. some reason they need to clear their, their browser cache a lot, or that might need to sign out because maybe it's a shared computer, you know? In those yeah. cases, it's, it's a really huge help. Yeah, fascinating. So are you using the AI-powered search a lot? Are you, are you using it kind of like for, for work as, as such? Or? I am, yes. Yes, I, I actually used it um, earlier to look for um, some of the things that we just discussed, like, um, yeah. for instance, this, this new web technology, I asked it some questions, um, and, and also for tasks. I, I use the filtering questions a lot, especially. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how people use it. I was talking to a genealogist the other day um, who's got like 20-odd thousand notes in, in a note, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's all family history notes, all kind of like birth certificates, death certificates, marriage certificates, all these sorts of things. And, and they, ha they haven't got access to it just yet, but I told them, I said, I said, when you get it, try it and try and kind of like type in something like, you know, who did Mary Jenkins marry? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, this is amazing because when we build something like this, we, we try to envision some cases uh, in which it could be used, but uh, people always surprise us. That they, they find these amazing ways to build uh, workflows that, that we didn't even expect, but thanks to the things that we build, uh, becoming ever more powerful, and that's a joy to, to, yeah. to experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Federico, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you so much, John. I'll, I'll keep trying to break it. I, I do, I keep trying. But, Same uh, for me. I, I, yeah. I'm always trying to break it. <laughs> I know, I know. I haven't managed too many times. It, this is why I think it's it's so cool because 
you know, it hasn't got an awful lot wrong yet, to be honest. I turned up at I turned up at six o'clock. I turned up at six o'clock for my train for my five past six train because Evernote told me to, and I didn't miss my train. So that's I'm happy with that. Well, that, that's a serious level of trust you have there. <laughs> Absolutely, total <laughs> trust. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lovely, Federico. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye bye. Thanks again to Federico for his time. If you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe for more. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, everywhere else. Just search for the Triple T Productivity Podcast. Thanks for listening.